that's part of that flexibility in that conversation. My kids will rarely hear me walk in a room and say, get off the computers now. They will hear me walk in a room and say, hey guys, dinner's gonna be ready soon. About how much longer do you think you all need? And then they'll tell me. And that has worked so much better. Hi there, and welcome to the Homeschool Sisters podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Kara, and we're two homeschooling moms doing this homeschooling thing right beside you. We don't have it all figured out, but one thing we know for sure is that homeschooling is a lot easier when you have a sister by your side. Hey, Kate. Hey, Kara. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm really excited. We have a great guest today talking about something we've wanted to talk about for a long time. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to have this conversation. Yeah, we get a lot of questions about screens, about um, how we use them, how we help our kids find balance with them, how much is too much. And I've never felt super confident to talk about it before. <laughs> what about you? I feel even less. <laughs> I, just, I just, I don't know. I don't, I I don't know. Yeah. No, it's, it is. It's very tricky. And um, so we decided to reach out to our friend, Mary, Mary Wilson from Not Before Seven, um, because she has kind of like a strategy in her house. And it seems like that, you know, she's found peace with this topic. So I'm looking forward to talking with her. <laughs> um, I love Mary. Yes. Mary is the mama of four. She blogs at Not Before Seven. She does awesome Facebook lives. And um, she's just a really cool mom. And she's a former totally math teacher. Um, so I just want to kind of jump right in. But she's got a great bio on her website. So I think really the, the best, best thing. Bio. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like you're just gonna you want to read it and then just like hang out with her. Yeah, yeah, and she loves tea as much as we do. So um, we're just gonna link right to that, so you can go to the show notes and learn more about Mary, um, because we're so excited. We just want to give her a call. (laughs) Um, So are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, let's call Mary. Hi, Mary. Hi, Mary. Hey, ladies. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for joining us. We were so excited to talk to you. We started talking about it last episode. We were so excited. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited to be here. This will be fun. Well, can you introduce yourself um, to our listeners? Tell us a little bit about you and your family and all that good stuff. Sure. Um, My name is Mary and I have four children. Um, My oldest two are girls. They are 14 and 12 and my boys are 10 and seven years old. And um, we live in North Carolina, and we have been homeschooling from the beginning. So this is our ninth year. Oh, perfect. Okay. So I'm just thinking, if your oldest is 14, and then Kate, your youngest is five, right? Mm -hmm. So we have a pretty good uh, range there when talking about screens. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is good. So we have a question, um, and I'll read it real quick just so we can kind of let everybody know. This is from Jenny. Um, Okay, ladies, I've been a listener for the past six months now, and you guys bring the sunshine no matter what the weather is outside. So nice. Um, (laughs) I found myself about to pee myself laughing so hard, LOL. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, Jenny. <laughs> I love Jenny. Okay. We all know that feeling. <laughs> um, I love that y'all keep it real and talk about the struggles, but also the amazing things about homeschooling. Here's my question. I hear y'all talk about playing games with your kids, reading aloud, etc. but my kids crave technology time. And when I mention reading aloud, they just about have a meltdown. Just for reference, my kids' um, ages are boy 12 and girl 7. So how much do you let your kids on a tablet, computer, or TV? I try my best to make it educational when I can. What's your balance, and how do you keep your kids engaged in enjoying games and books when the technology monster is looming? Sending you love from Dallas, Jenny. Great question. Oh. That is. Yes. And... <laughs> um. Do you do you guys ever feel like technology is a bit of a monster? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I do too. I um have threatened to throw different devices out in the street. Um <laughs> I'm usually joking about it, but there's a part of me that's very very serious because it, it oh gosh, I one of the biggest things for us is just finding that balance that she's talking about, you know? Exactly. Um, but Mary, you recently wrote something. Um, I think it was on Instagram that I saw it. And I was like, whoa, Mary has like, she's got it figured out. (laughs) 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 And I was like, I wonder what I said. (laughs) I have to steal this. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about what, screen usage looks like in your family right now and and how it's working for you guys? Sure. Um, Yeah, I want to preface it just a little bit and we can get to this more later, but that screen usage in our house is really flexible, but it's because there is a lot of conversation and I give my kids a lot of flexibility because I've asked for flexibility in return. So we can talk more about what that conversation looked like, but that's where um, we started to lead up to where we are now. So um, right now, my kids have some time on the screens in the morning to do whatever they wanted to do. And I realized that I like to check my email and you know see what's up on Facebook and do that kind of thing. So I let the kids do that. Of course, they normally watch Dan TDM play Minecraft. <laughs> yes. <laughs> always throws me. I'm like, really? We're watching someone else play. Okay. <laughs> but they love it. And then we recently, I would say about from nine until two, the screens go away. And unless it's an educational purpose and we do a lot things on the screen for school. We are watching YouTube videos. We have favorite channels. We even watch TV shows when we eat lunch now that are our favorites. So it's not that we don't use them at all. It's just no more Instagram, no more Facebook, no more Minecraft until about two o'clock. And it just, I explained to my kids, it really helps us not be divided mentally more than anything else. Because if we know we can go check Instagram, we're we're thinking about it. At least my 14-year-old and I are. <laughs> <laughs> and I am just as much of a culprit as all of them. So I told them, like, mommy's not going to check either. Like, you need, if you see mommy with her phone, you're allowed to look at me and say, mommy, you have your phone. And uh, then I will be caught. 
<laughs> I love that. Yeah. The kids can get on. They can check what they want to check. They can have a few minutes. Um, just for reference, I wanted to ask you too, Kate, um, because your situation is different in your house. And that's another thing, like just for everyone listening to keep in mind, of course, that everybody's situations are different. Um, and what works in one family might not work in another family. And there's so many variables at play. And we are the first generation that's really having to navigate these full time. And I could go on and on. But Kate, <laughs> um, <laughs> did you want to share a little bit about what it looks like at your house? Sure. We had kind of a unique experience because my oldest um, was afraid of television and all screens, like oh, wow. phobia level afraid of them. And they're everywhere. So people always joke at, during that phase, people would joke and be like, oh, you're so lucky. You don't have to deal with that. But if you bring your kid into the doctor's office or oh. the dentist's office or the mall, they're everywhere. And he would like, so fast forward, he had sensory processing disorder and is hypersensitive to sounds. And we've worked on that for years and now he's fine. Um, but he's also a super sensitive kid. So in addition to the sounds, just any sort of theme. So a lot of Disney is too much for him. He'd be better off watching a documentary over something that's very emotionally uh, heavy. And so we've come late to the game to the tablet use. We had used um, online learning. So we've used Khan Academy and things like that. But as far as tablets and games and and um, free reign of the iPad, that sort of thing, that's new to us this year. So that's why I'm so excited to have Matt Mary on because this is all new to us. My kids are on tablets right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm super interested to talk about personalities because I've noticed a huge difference in my own children and who is able to put it down and walk away and who wants to yes. duke it out with you over putting it down at all, even if it's coming up, like even tomorrow. Well, tomorrow, will I be able to? Well, the next day? Well, what about next week? Yes. So it's, it's interesting, the dynamic. Yeah, let's jump into that for sure, that some kids are way more drawn to all that kind of stuff than other kids. Um, I have one who I think could be on some kind of screen all day long every day and be very happy about it and never really feel the need to walk away. I have another one who, um, you know, will be on for a little while, do something else, um, be on for a little while, switch to, you know, a, a book or an art project or whatever, um, when there's like a, you know, free choice time. So what about you, Mary? Do you, have you noticed that too with personalities and, um, how it affects things in your home? Yeah, um, I definitely have. And I feel like the kids have all gone through a season as well where they were much more interested in the screen and then have backed off. My youngest, unfortunately, seems the most drawn to the screens. And it's also probably because, I mean, I don't know if this has to do with it or it's just who he is, but he's been introduced to them way younger than anyone else was because my oldest didn't get an iPod until she was 12. And at that time we had like a generation one family iPad that occasionally people used. But when she got that iPod at 12, he was five. And so suddenly these portable devices started coming in the house and he was five. 
So I also think he has been exposed to it earlier. And so he's younger and doesn't monitor himself maybe as well as the older kids. So I have to um, step in. Though I won't say I have any kid who's really resistant if I say, hey, we need to take a break or let's do something else. But that also could be because they know at 2 o'clock. I mean, by 2 o'clock, I'm pretty flexible. So they know that a nice, solid chunk of time is coming. But when you talk about different family circumstances, I know that's because all the public school kids on our street show up at 4. They get off that bus. And I mean, I literally have moms drop children off in my front yard who haven't even gone home to their own house (laughs) and they're knocking on the door. And I feel really fortunate, but I know that is not um, as typical in America these days. But I know at four o'clock, my boys will have friends knock on the door and they will choose to leave those screens to go out and play for the next like three hours until I need to call them in for dinner. So I can rely on that in a way other people can't. Interesting. Um, and you're right. There's there's not a lot of <laughs> of that in my neighborhood. <laughs> I don't know about you, Kate. I but... can't even see my neighbors. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've also noticed with my kids that um, the amount of time that they spend on a screen, when it gets to be too much, um, their behavior really changes. So I like that idea of you have like this natural end. Um, where it doesn't become a fight or an argument or anything. It's just they're, they're able to choose something that they enjoy even more, which is great. Um, but because, you know, sometimes if my kids are on too long and then it's like, okay, guys, we got to get off and dinner. It's like this, this meltdown that just seems really extreme for what's being asked of them, you know? <laughs> I have one that does this, yeah. Yeah, even with television. Just if we've if we've had a day, we've had um, a couple windy days where it's almost I don't even want to let them out back because we're surrounded by pine trees and they're old. And so we've had more screens than normal. And I definitely see an uptick in behavior with one. The other two are fine, <laughs> but one who shall remain nameless. <laughs> it's like a bomb goes off when I turn it off. Yeah. My kids have definitely heard me use the phrase, you know what? We need to step back because screens have become more important than people. Yes. And when that happens, I need to step in and we need a forced break. So they have definitely heard me say that to them. <laughs> we can't <laughs> let screens become more important than people. Yeah. No. Yeah. Now, when you say a forced break, do you mean for like the day or do you mean for a couple of days or a longer period of time? Um, we've done all of it. And I think that maybe this is a good time to t- talk about the conversation I have with them. Um, probably when my daughter got her iPod and we started realizing that a lot of school was happening on the screens and we were going to purchase two family laptops, we sat down and we had this big family meeting. Um, we were just at the kitchen table and I explained to them what I heard one of you already say that, um, I and their father are the first generation of parents having to raise children with all of this access to the internet 
in our homes. And I explained to them that I get online and I read all these scary articles <laughs> about the damage I'm causing my children, how their imaginations aren't developing. And I just was very honest. And so I told them, I'm willing to start diving into this field of technology if you, with you if you are going to be okay with the fact that I might change my mind. I might make a new rule. We might have to change it for a little while. And if we can all kind of navigate that flexibly, then we could continue. And um, that works for my kids. Now, that's not necessarily going to work in every house. But in our house, they all were so excited that it meant that they weren't going to have screen limits anymore. They just kind of like went with it. <laughs> and that was part of the deal. I said, you know, I'm not going to say, okay, you only get an hour and a half a day now. Like, I'm willing to flex if you're willing to listen to me when I say, you know what, it's rained for three days. You have been on a screen for about six hours a day. Um, we're just not going to use them for the next 48 hours or whatever it is. And we've kind of approached it that way. So when I come to them and say, I think we need a break, sometimes it means for the afternoon, let's play a few games. Let's, you know, do something outside. And sometimes I will say, you know what, um, this week, this school week, we're just going to put them away. Um, and they'll kind of go with it. Now I need to couch that with the fact I have a 14 year old who's lifeline is Instagram. <laughs> So she gets a little more flex and I will say to her like, Hey, why don't you take 10 or 15 minutes and go catch up on Instagram? Because it would be like someone telling me that I couldn't keep in touch with my family and friends on Facebook. And I have to respect that for her and find that balance. So I think hard, fast rules are difficult to come up with for me. Yeah. But oh, that's so good that. though. Um, and I love that you brought up that for your daughter, it's also a chance to interact with her friends because my son has gotten to that point. And because we're homeschoolers and because we don't have other kids on the street, um, on our street, you know, that he spends time with his friends a lot of times are, you know, he calls them at night and they will play a game together online or they'll just chat and that's how they, they catch up. So taking that away it's like um, back when we were kids, if somebody would have taken our phone away, you know, our right. our old fashioned landline that plugged <laughs> into the wall, you know, <laughs> and, um, and and you know, and then we also we I, we all had school, so that was different. We would see our friends, you know, all the time. But um, yeah, so that that is a big thing now for kids to be able to use that as a way to communicate with each other. I like that you said, you know, that they know that there's not, um, there's not limits because I find myself sometimes getting into this situation with my kids where I feel like the computer police, you know, mm -hmm. and it's, it's an argument and there's tension with it and everything. So by setting it up the way you have, where you have some structure in place, it sounds like they, it, it ends that like, can I get on the computer now? Well, can I get on the computer in 10 minutes? Right. Can I get on the computer in 20 minutes <laughs> type of thing? Um, yes. Is that, that's helped? Oh, it's definitely helped. I okay. will say the one who asks the most, and you guys are dealing with younger kids, is the six-year-old. 
Oh, wait, no, Dan's seven. Okay. <laughs> <It's> the seven-year-old. <laughs> I do that Does all the time. Anyone else do that? <laughs> yes, all the time. <laughs> and so it'll be, you know, 1245 and he'll be like, can I go play screens now? And I'm like, honey, remember two o'clock. It's not two o'clock yet. Yeah, but I'm done on my schoolwork. And I'm like, I realize that. So you can jump on the trampoline. You can play a board game, you know, and I'll give him a list. Um, and I will say, and I'm sure I'm not the only mom feeling this way. There is a lot of guilt I sometimes feel when I look over in the corner and I see all the matchbox cars and the mag formers and the zoobs and the blocks that my older kids played with so much. And now my younger one just doesn't like, I mean, it's not that he never does, but it's not the same because this world of technology has opened to him that they never had. So I think I was actually talking to you guys before. And I said, one thing I tell parents is just put it off as long as you can. (laughs) I mean, not because it's a bad thing, but it does change things. Of course, I can say that because for me, iPods were still pretty new when my daughter was eight. And it's changing so fast that if your oldest is eight right now, that's a totally different world you're living in just six years later. I mean, that's amazing to me. Like most eight-year-olds, I mean, my friends, um, the kids in the neighborhood, David and Daniel have two friends with Apple watches. Apple watches. (laughs) I don't even think I know what that is. (laughs) (laughs) can be honest. They're they're seven years old. (laughs) Wow. So, you know, it's easy for me to say, put it off as long as you can, because I lived in a world where you still could put it off. I I don't know if that's possible anymore. You know, you're going to have to weigh that in for yourself. But um, once you open the door, it does change things. It definitely does. And we're seeing that now. This is our first year where we're relying heavily on technology for a part of our curriculum. So mm. I'm trying to navigate the, you know, this was school. And when do you do the fun stuff? And if you're doing a lot of online learning, then you kind of want to take a break before you have the fun stuff. So I like the idea of after two. Yeah. It works well here. And you could even have a window. I mean, for parents that don't get that cut off naturally at four, (laughs) like I do, you could say like your window is two to four or, you know, three until dinner or whatever it was. Part of that flexibility in that conversation. My kids will rarely hear me walk in a room and say, get off the computers now. They will hear me walk in a room and say, hey, guys, dinner's going to be ready soon. About how much longer do you think you all need? And then they'll tell me. And that has worked so much better. Oh, my gosh. You just changed my whole world. (laughs) (laughs) You just changed my whole world because that's the thing. It's that dinner time thing. And it's the, but I'm right in the middle of building this. And they just want to finish. And I think if we saw a kid like with a Lego structure and, you know, everything and and they were like, I just want to finish building this. You would be like, oh, of course. Yeah, I get that. But like they're in this kind of world where we don't exactly, I don't know, Minecraft all looks like a hotel bed spread to me. Like I can't quite (laughs) see it. So, you know, it's, it's like, you know, if they're in the middle of something, I'm like, Oh, how do you know when it's done? I don't get it. You know? Um, so yeah, that just changed my whole world. I love that. Oh, um, yeah, I'm so glad that we're talking about that. Um, okay. So 
you guys both talked about using screens with, um, uh, you know, some schools, some, how do you guys have tips for like how you keep that separate? Because I find the minute we pull out anything, it's like, can I just check this real quick? You know, <laughs> and then, <laughs> you know, a half hour later, we're derailed completely. I've been putting it under with this. We are morning people. So I know that my kids do best do their best homeschooling in the morning so that I know this doesn't work for everybody. But so we have a little bit of free play in the morning. And then once breakfast is over and we're done with reading, they do their must do's, which are, you know, math. And now lately they're really into Spanish. They're doing Spanish and they're doing a language arts thing that we're experimenting with, but that they do first. So they can't ask me about any of that fun stuff until they've done their must do's. And we've either done something as a family or gone outside or something. So it's usually the fun stuff is later in the day. But like I said, this is all brand new this year. So I'm not speaking with any sort of, <laughs> it's just, I'm flying by the seat of my pants over here. <laughs> but they do know which ones are school and which ones are not. And they're, they have not snuck any not stuff on the iPad yet to this point. Yeah. Okay. That I'm aware of. <laughs> <laughs> I think flying by the seat of your pants kind of describes this entire dealing with technology because yeah. it is just always changing. And every school year is, this is the first year we've really used a lot more internet for our school also. So maybe that's just kind of overall where things are moving. It's not about the age of your kid. It's just about a homeschooling movement as we're all seeing access to online courses in a whole new way. And um, for us, it hasn't been a lot of individual things on technology. Most of what we're doing, we're doing as a group. So it's already separated that way. Like we're sitting at the TV in the living room and I hook up my computer and we're watching CNN news. We're um, doing the orchestra and we've just been watching all the London Philharmonic Philharmonia videos. I put them on my blog one time. They are so good. My kids love them. Anyway, um, so it's all as a group. Even Khan Academy, we only do things on there. My kids aren't really into Khan Academy, but they're into what we do as a group. So that separates it very well. There's very little that they go off and do school on their own on a screen. None of them really do, actually. I love oh. that. We're, ours are very individual. Well, art is not, we love art classes online and then, um, field trip zoom, which Kara and I have talked about before obsessed with. Yeah. So we do those together. And if we're pulling up YouTube and we're learning about something kind of in the moment, but they have their own accounts for like con and Duolingo and smart So they do their own thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that comes and goes. My kids all have accounts on con because they all got into coding one year. And so they all were doing the coding online and I pretty much just told them if you're on their coding, it doesn't count as screen. Like that's, that's great. Go code. And they were doing all sorts. And then, you know, three months later, they were kind of done with that. <laughs> Cause that's Another how rabbit it goes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> well, and there's definitely, um, a philosophy out there that I've heard moms say, you know, where it's like, it's not the screens, it's what's on the screens, you know? So if they're doing things that, um, are fun, but also educational, like smart tick or, um, like coding. And the, the thing that's really kind of crazy for me to even wrap my head around is that our kids might need to know 
these kinds right. of things like coding or whatever that we didn't have to know. So then it becomes this other whole weird balance where it's, you know, um, screens can get annoying for us, but our kids might really need some of these skills and, <laughs> you know, and handwriting, like, um, you know, we, there's moms that are worried about, you know, whether or not I should teach cursive. It's like, um, you know, and then other moms, whether or not they should teach typing because, you know, kids are, so yeah, it, it's just, it's, it's, an it's interesting really age. hard to navigate right now. And I wonder what it's going to look like, you know, when our kids are the parents having to make all these <laughs> decisions and rules. <laughs> it stresses me out to think about. <laughs> yeah. I do it's try to remind so quickly. I say, I do try to remind myself though, that while we're the first generation with the internet, you know, our parents, it was the TV, you know, like now every house in America had a TV. And I remember reading like, um, on the internet when it first came out, like about the one eyed monster in your house. And it was all about the television, you know? So our parents had to balance that and the Nintendo game system. And, you know, it's just, it's the same thing, even though it's new. You know, it's, yeah. it's a different level of access our kids have to that same idea. And of course, I'm sure, and we can even just get into it now, is now what's scary too is what they can access out there online, even by accident, yes. that maybe wasn't as available when it was just the TV and you didn't subscribe to HBO. <laughs> right, right. Now you don't have to subscribe. You just have Wi-Fi coming in your house and you can have all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And our conversation with my son has been that YouTube is like, it's like going into this post-apocalyptic, like (laughs) Mad Max city, you know, where it's like (laughs) one wrong turn and you're, you know, it's you, you go there with a completely, and we've done it as parents, we've done it. You go there with a completely legitimate purpose. You just want to watch a funny cat video. And then the (laughs) next thing you know, it's like, it links to one, it links to another. It serves. And there's somebody's buns. So (laughs) exactly, you know, and, and it's, it's so, oh my goodness. So I know you, you got the circle. Um, yes. And then I got one. How's how's that working for you? Are you? I just sounded like Doctor um, Phil. How's that working for you? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope I don't have that much drama in my life as being on Doctor Phil. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, the circle for me is an internet filter. It has so many capabilities that I don't even access. Um, which is great. A lot of parents, especially with younger kids, you can control what apps your kids have access to. I am not a huge fan of Snapchat. That being said, all of my kids have access to Snapchat. So I'm not, no judgment here. It's just not my favorite app. Um, but you could turn it off if you wanted, you can set limits, which I've already said, I don't, um, I find the circle not the best measure of time online, because I have noticed if I leave my laptop open and I go do something else, it's still counting that time. Mm -hmm. So I would be a little wary of that for kids, unless you explain to them, you need to shut it down when you're finished. None of my kids shut down their laptops. Um, but in terms of internet filtering, I have been so impressed. I feel so much better about our internet coming into the house 
and any child who walks in my door and connects to my Wi-Fi, it also is filtering their internet. And I just love that because I feel like I've done my parental responsibility. <laughs> like it's a nice box to check. I'm kind of the same. We're sort of going back and forth about, well, it, it, there's a little bit of a learning curve because you um, can assign different devices to different members of the family and then have different filtering levels for those devices. But like, you know, a laptop that everybody uses, then where do you set that? Do right. you set the same level for my 10 year old daughter as you do for, you know, 30 burnt, burnt, burnt me, you know, where, <laughs> I, you know, um, and, and so, it, yeah, that's, I mean, that's a little tricky. Um, but yes, the filtering overall has been good. Um, it has caught one of those accidental link mm-hmm. to link to link to, uh Oh, you know, um, and it gave us a chance to talk about that without my kids being exposed to it. Um, you know, and, and so that, I'm grateful for, but, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot it can do. <laughs> um, and I mean, I know there's a ton of different like filtering options and things out there, oh, there is. and, um, yeah, so it, it's been good. I just, I don't know if you noticed, I just learned, I've had the circle since December and I just realized I can actually go and see what websites the kids have visited. Yeah. Did you know this? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like I just realized that. And Mm -hmm. it's even interesting to go see what websites I visited. Right. (laughs) Yeah. How much time did I spend on that blog today? (laughs) Well, so that, that's another thing. I mean, do you have rules like, um, do kids take devices into their rooms or behind closed doors or do you kind of keep everything, try to keep everything out? in a public area? That is a great question. Um, we in general, I'm not going to say there's never an exception. Um, screens are not allowed to leave the main floor of the house. So no one takes them to their bedroom. Um, like I say, there's exceptions. My daughter's not feeling well this week. She asked yesterday, can I go up and lay in my bed and watch gymnastics videos? And I went ahead and let her, she kept, um, her bed is facing her door and she keeps the door open so I can quietly go up and just make sure um, that everything's kosher. Um, so no, we keep them on the main floor. And one thing that I do love is one of our setups is we have the laptops in a room together along the wall. So when my kids go in there and they're playing Roblox or Minecraft, like I can hear the laughter outside. Like it's a very community thing for them to do together. I've even called my husband and said, I don't even want to start school, even though it's after nine, because they're all in there in hysterics over this game. And like you're saying, if they were playing a board game together and laughing, I would never think to interrupt them. Yeah. But because it's a screen, something about that sometimes doesn't feel as valid, mm-hmm. but it is. So I like keeping the YouTube for the most part, they watch on the main TV in the house. So I watch Dan TDM. I watch, I think one's called Moose Milk. I don't even know what they are. But. <laughs> so it keeps it very like family oriented. It allows me to hear. I mean, I have said like, who is this YouTuber? I do not want to hear them on my television again. Mm-hmm. You guys should not be watching this guy. Turn it off. Um, so 
I think that really helps where it's not an isolated activity, but it's more of a group activity. And even if they're on their laptops doing their own thing, their siblings are in the room. And most of us have a child that is kind of the police force. (laughs) (laughs) So I will hear if someone's doing something they shouldn't be. (laughs) Yeah, that works out like a built in accountability partner of sorts to have somebody there as you were talking I was just thinking about how um you you have that rule that everything stays on the main floor and I was like I I kind of want that rule for me because the other thing is as parents we're navigating how much we're using screens and setting an example for our kids and the three of us all our our work is online like what we do is online and um you know every once in a while the kids will be like mom I thought we weren't having screens today and it's like well we weren't until my boss sent me a message saying they really needed something done right now so um how do you guys deal with that and the fact that like we're carrying around computers in our hands and in our back pockets all the time and you know I mean we're always there's Instagram there's Facebook and there's self-regulating ourselves (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, it is hard and especially as bloggers I try to I try to set times but then things come up and Mm -hmm. you you need sort of oh do you need to I tend to attend to them as they come up so that I'm not left with a million things at the end of the day. But, um, I think it helps to step outside of yourself and assess what you're using. Um, I know Carrie, you had recommended essentialism and I read that, but I devoured that book and I just, it it helped me think about where I want to really be spending my time online. And I cut out a ton of different things that were just either annoying to me or a waste of time, or I couldn't figure out. And I just, You know, I kind of bookend it. So I have a lot in the beginning of the day and at the end of the day. And then there's usually another time during the day that I sneak on to do a chunk. Usually when the kids are engaged in something else, either quiet time or they're playing outside or something. Um, And I try to be very present to them when we are together and to really focus on those moments together and to try to not use my phone and turn it on silent when I can and all that stuff. Easier said than done. And some seasons are better than others, but yeah, I agree. The phone is a real difficult one. And I try from that nine to two time to put my phone, the room with the laptops is called the charging room because there's a bookcase in there with all the wires to charge everything. So I'll say, all right, everything to the charging station. And I try to shut my laptop and put my phone. The hard part is I might get a phone call from a doctor. I might. So I I do have to go in there. You know, I'll go in every now and then and just click that home key to see if there's any text messages I have to deal with. But um, I read Essentialism, too, after you said that, Kara. And I really think that was helpful. Just a mindset of what do I have to be doing? And I'll be honest, I eliminated Twitter from my life after reading that book. I haven't been on Twitter. I never really understood that land anyway. (laughs) I love to go to Twitter for people that um, authors and people I enjoy following and reading their thoughts on news stories or something debated, but it's just not my groove. I'm, I don't want to debate things. I don't want to do any of that. So I just eliminated Twitter. It was not essential. (laughs) 
I turned off many notifications on Facebook. I turned off. Well, that's um, smart. My Facebook page was broken. (laughs) As my (laughs) readers know, it is still broken. But then Kara told me you could turn off the messages for your page because I was having this trouble where I couldn't respond to people. And then I was feeling terribly. And that was using up a lot of time. I'm like, here are my poor readers reaching out to me with a question. I can't respond to you or even see who you are. So I turned it off entirely. And now they can either email me or, you know, comment on my site. And it made it so much less stressful. Just that little, that was right after reading Essentialism. Yeah. And I think that gets hard, as I'm saying, with a 14-year-old, because they begin to have things in their life that feel like valid reasons to them that they need to check their social media or their email. Um, At this point, even a valid reason to me, my daughter has a job, like an official, I filled out tax forms and am getting a paycheck job. Like, Mm -hmm. and she needs to be able to check her email or deal with things for her work schedule. And yet I have to balance that in the rules for the rest of the kids who don't have those reasons And as they get older, they have reasons, like I say, that are important to them that aren't necessarily um, keeping in touch with people, just like I like to. Sure. Like, yeah, I want to get on and see what my mom had to say or my sister. And so I think that that is balance that we have to figure out. Well, into a to a kid, a Roblox trade is just as right. valuable as to us figuring out, you know, what message you guys left for me or, you know, I mean, those things are really important to our kids. And so that's what I try to keep in mind that, um, that stuff is real and important and, um, it, it's, it's just kind of a constant, okay, now we're going to go this way for a little while. Now we're going to go that way. We're just figuring it out. So, And I think that's why that communication is just really key. And even when I get, um, I tell parents, like when you see an article online that upsets you, like recently a ton of stuff about Roblox was just circulating Facebook, Mm -hmm. print the article. I sit down at breakfast with my kids and I tell them, hey, here's what parents are saying online what do you guys think of this? And they started explaining to me how Roblox had an update and now curse words were being hashtagged and you could turn chat off. And so it just eased my concerns, but it helped them hear what I'm hearing Mm -hmm. so that we could have a chat and kind of navigate through those waters. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're, yeah, it it makes you feel more like you're in this with your kids. You're not in this adversarial relationship with them because I don't want it to be that. I want them to be able to enjoy this thing that brings them joy and they have fun together and they're playing, but it's a little scary as a parent when you read something that says, you know, there are in this game that you know your child plays, you know, there are quote online predators, you know? And so, yeah, then when you sit down with your child and they say, well, you know, there are areas of the game where that's more likely to happen. We stay away from those areas, you know, those kinds of things. So, um, 
I'm getting a thumbs up from my 13 year old as I'm talking about this right now. So <laughs> I guess maybe we're on the right track. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, it's a, I think it's just about keeping the conversation going, like you said, Mary, and just, um, letting our kids know we don't have it all figured out at all. Right. Um, and we don't want to be the computer police and, you know, but we're just doing the best we can. <laughs> um, and there's, so you know, true. there's so much guilt. There's guilt if you're the mom at the park looking at her phone, you know, there's guilt yeah. if you're um, letting your kids play too much. There's guilt if you're letting your kids play not enough. It's, oh, it's just a minefield. So <laughs> I'm, I'm just so glad that you came on to talk to us today because I think it's going to help a lot of parents feel less alone in this whole thing you know <laughs> yes yeah. yeah yeah we're all in this together with our kids yes <laughs> oh perfect oh yeah yay mary <laughs> <laughs> right. okay so um what else anything else tips tricks ideas books to read um i can't yeah i really can't think of anything i think we've hit on a lot of the key things is just talking with your kids, staying informed, talk with other moms and, um, just keep it all kind of out there. And I think a big part of this game is being flexible. Yeah. Yeah. And figuring out what's right for your family too. Yeah. Um, it might look wildly different than the family next door or the family that looks like you know they totally have it all figured out online and you know <laughs> they feel so <laughs> confident or um yeah I mean it, it just it, I I think pretty much every parent out there has some degree of I'm just making this up as I'm going along I don't know yeah I'd, I'd love to talk to the parent yeah no I'd love to talk to the parent who doesn't like if there's a parent out there that's like I have got this figured out please <laughs> Send us a message. Yeah, on the podcast. Go to the homeschoolsisters.com. <laughs> click on ask Contact us a question. Us. Yeah. And, and have it say, I have figured this out and we will, we will chat. <laughs> you know, the only thing I would add, because I'm thinking about that original letter we read from that mom, um, who, where she described technology as the monster and having to draw your kids off of it. Um, that's part of this conversation. I will say to my kids, like if I say to my kids, Hey, let's play a board game for the most part, my kids will choose that over the screen. If you have kids that don't like, that's a whole different conversation to have. And to say to your kids, like I'm noticing that nobody wants to choose anything other than the computers. How can we solve this? How can we, um, put that out there and say, can we have an hour a day where we play? I will literally say to my kids sometimes, like, if we play a board game right now, I would just feel so much better about the screen. So can we just play a board game and make mommy feel better? <laughs> That's what I say. <laughs> and they kind of look at me like, why do we have to appease you like this? But okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then sometimes we have such a great time. We end up playing another or doing something else. And other times they're kind of like, all right, can we go back to our screen now? <laughs> and I'm like... Okay, I don't feel as guilty anymore. <laughs> you know, you bring up an excellent point, though, in that, um, too, that if there aren't other options and alternatives, um, it, it, screens are easy, you know? Yeah. I mean, when I just feel like, oh, I don't want to do anything, I mean, curling up with a mindless TV show is 
is great, you know. Um, last night I was we had a really really busy day, and I came home, and all I wanted to do was look at like bullet journal, you know. <laughs> videos and inspiration I just I wanted to zone out you know for a little while so um you know making sure that our kids have other options and other things to do and um you know lots of good books kicking around and you know that maybe if like screen time is becoming really really you feel like it's just way beyond what's healthy you know looking at like what else you know, what else could we kind of offer up right now? Like, have they run out of good books to read? Um, do we need to maybe buy a new board game? Should we plan a field trip? Get outside, you know? Yeah, yeah. and I feel too. like that kind of falls on mom or dad sometimes mm-hmm. to say, like, we took a field trip to go see a play this week, and it was great. And no one's asking to get on a screen when there's an exciting field trip. Yeah. And so that's how I can offer that balance to their lives as the adult right now is to yeah. plan those things that are worth it to them. Yeah, because and we need to teach them that um, to find, you know, that to find their own balance because they're going to go out into the world. I mean, we only get them for 18 years at home and then they're out in the world and it's like, we can't be this, you know, we can't be this voice in their, uh, in the same room with them, you know, saying, haven't you been on there long enough? You know? (laughs) So instead we got to become the voice in their, you know, in their mind that says, this feels like I've been on here a long time, you know? Um, right. Yeah. And also, I think don't be afraid to shake things up if if you need to. I, I have a kid who twice now, no, granted, he's young. I've tried Minecraft and he cannot regulate because he talks about Minecraft nonstop. And I'm talking like days after. So we we cut it. He's not there. He's not able to put it down and walk away and talk about other things. We're not doing it. So. I mean, I think you have to, and, and there's people out there who will say, um, that, you know, it, you know, I know a lot of different philosophies of homeschoolers will say, if you just let them go, they'll eventually figure it out. But sometimes mm. that may not work for your kid. And I think it's understanding what your children are like and that your kids may not be like the kids next door and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really important especially with little ones. And I had a kid very similar to you, um, Caitlin, that he just, oh my gosh, we talked about Redstone. It just wouldn't end. And now that he's older, yeah, he still likes to talk about Redstone, but he also likes to talk about World War II. He is an obsessive kid, but as he's gotten older, he has branched out more. And I think that's really important is doing what's best for your kid at the age they are and not worrying about it. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So, good stuff. I am so glad we right. did this. Um, I am too. Okay. So I know we're going to have lots and lots of questions and comments and things. So everybody um, head over to the homeschoolsisters.com and you can, um, we'll get a good conversation going in the comments over there too. Cause this is just one that people have been waiting for, for a long time because, um, it's tricky. It is. It's super tricky. Um, but before we go, Mary, I want to ask you, we always ask, um, something that's bringing you joy this <laughs> week. All right. This is actually from the two of you on the last podcast I listened to. I have to tell you, I love Voxer. (laughs) Yay! Yay! I I never had Voxer, and 
I um, moved from Maryland to Raleigh about three and a half years ago, and I called up all my friends, and I was like, you have to get Voxer. It is the best. We can have a conversation and not get interrupted because you're just having it all day whenever it's convenient. Anyway, I just wanted to thank both of you because Voxer has just helped this extrovert maintain so many conversations all day long. (laughs) Yay. Oh yeah, it is. It's great, isn't it? I mean, it's the perfect thing for busy homeschool moms because who has time to type everything out in a text message, but (laughs) you want to tell people things. And so it's just so easy. I just, I do the little thing and I leave you guys a message and then you get to it whenever you have time and it just doesn't feel invasive or anything. So yeah. I wish more people were on there. I keep telling my friends from where I used to work, get on there. And they don't understand it. I'm like, you have to get on and see it and try yes. it. And yeah. then if you don't like it, tell me you don't like it. But who doesn't? <laughs> I, had to, I had to assure some of my anti-social media friends, like, no, it's not a social media. It's not. It's just, it's like having a direct walkie-talkie to each other. We just talk all day. Yeah. Oh, it's so fun. It's awesome. Okay. So, so how about you, girls? Oh, yeah. Kate, what about you? Okay, so I have two. First of all, I think we had our last snowstorm, which was good and bad. It was we got walloped, <laughs> and it's beautiful. It looks beautiful out there. And now I'm thinking that we're probably done. So the kids are kind of enjoying that. So that's been fun for the kids, and it's been fun watching them. But I'm reading while they're playing outside because I'm done with the snow. Um, Only love today, which is written by the woman um, Rachel. Macy Stafford, Mm -hmm. who does hands-free mama, which actually ties in with this episode and like, you know, regular, it's not about your technology per se, but it's just about being more present as a mom and a person and, um, you know, shaking off that guilt and all those yucky feelings that moms get muddled up in. And it's the perfect book to read. As you hear my kids yelling (laughs) in the background (laughs) and I can't hit mute (laughs) when like, it's the perfect thing to read first thing in the morning before your kids come down the stairs with a cup of coffee or a cup of tea. It just is like a great start to the day. To oh, the yay. Homeschool day. Oh, perfect. Yeah, nice. I've been doing you, that Tara? too. I've been reading like a nonfiction-y book in the morning and then I save my novel for later in the day and that's good. Um, and my novel I'm reading, The Postmistress, that's really good right now. Um, but you know what I'm super excited about is I'm starting a new bullet journal today. I'm I'm super pumped about it um because (laughs) I love I think I saw it on your Instagram (laughs) yes I love fresh starts and it's yellow and it's springy and I'm like oh man this is gonna solve all my problems um I'm gonna be the most organized lady in town I won't be but it feels like it so hanging on to that feeling is really good right now (laughs) yeah Something about a fresh plan always feels like all of the problems are now going to end. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, this has been so good. And thank you so much for coming to talk with us. Um, thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. We've been thank wanting to having me here. do this episode for a long time. And so it's been really, really good. And um, you can find all the notes for this episode at thehomeschoolsisters.com. And Mary, can you tell everyone where they can find you? Sure. Um, online, I have a blog at www.notbefore7.com. And then pretty much I'm not before seven on 
all social media outlets. So Instagram and, um, even Twitter, though I gave it up (laughs) and, uh, Facebook and everywhere else, not before seven has a page there. So just look for not before seven. And you do great Facebook lives. I love your Facebook oh, lives. Oh, thanks. So, yeah, I um, those Thursday nights. So we'll see if that keeps going. Okay. Um, and you know what I've always wanted to ask you is not before seven, like because you don't want to homeschool before seven or because you don't want to like <laughs> be bothered before seven. What is <laughs> Yeah, I really need to put this on my blog again. It was on my old blog. Um, it started when my oldest child was only about two and a half, three. And she was coming down the hall to wake me up early in the morning. And I finally said to my husband, look, I just cannot function before seven. Like we have to put a clock in her room. We have to teach her the digit seven and tell her you cannot leave this room before seven. And it just became this whole family joke that like everyone knows don't leave your bedroom before seven. So when I had to come up with a blog name, Gosh, back when my son was six months old, he's now 10. So a decade ago, um, we were trying to think of something that really just kind of summed up who I am. And I felt like that incident just kind of shows like, I am not a morning person. Do not bug mommy before seven. (laughs) I I love it. (laughs) That's awesome. I I not after four. (laughs) 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 Which is so pathetic, but it's true. (laughs) That's perfect. Okay. I've always wondered about that. And Mary, this has been so great. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, this was great, girls. All right. Well, we'll see everybody in a couple weeks um, and talk to you guys soon. Goodbye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We'd love to answer your question next. So head to our site, thehomeschoolsisters.com and click on ask us a question. We share posts over there too, and you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. We'd also love it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes so we can connect with more sisters out there. And until next time, remember, you've got this, sister. Sister.